Hey everyone and welcome to episode number two of the Woofin Possum podcast. Well, given everything that's going on in the world, I thought it'd be suitable to talk a little bit more about uh, COVID-19 and coronavirus, uh, but more specifically, obviously what it means for us with our dogs. Now, before we dive into that particular topic, I do just want to make you aware of some fab information that's come about in the past few days here in the UK, which has been published by the Canine and Feline Sector Group. Now, if you're not aware of this group, they are made up of vets, welfare experts and businesses, all experienced in the care of cats and dogs. And they provide information and guidance into DEFRA, which is the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs here in the UK. And why that's important is DEFRA are one of the key advisory panels for our government. So when they're going about obviously issuing some formal advice and guidance, uh, they look to DEFRA for a lot of that in when it comes to our animal welfare. So the infographics that the canine and feline sector group have released um, are pretty, pretty awesome, to be honest, guys. They're really informative, really handy, and just help give a level of detail that probably isn't really available from some of the government sources right now. So the title of these infographics are Comfort in Crisis, Pets and Coronavirus. You can head on over to their website, which is cfsg.org.uk forward slash coronavirus or you can head on over to the Great Paws social media pages on Instagram or Facebook um, and I posted them in there as well so you can take a look and read some of the fab advice and information in there. Also just before we dive in um, I don't think anybody can say thank you enough to the people on the front line keeping our country ticking over, looking after people who are affected by this horrible virus and just general healthcare care workers, people on the front line and key workers who are just doing unbelievably amazing things uh, to keep our country going and helping people recover or helping people in the real tragic times as well. So yeah, huge, huge thank you to everyone out there who is in that field and doing everything they possibly can in very difficult circumstances. So moving on to COVID-19 and our dogs, well, it's been a strange few weeks. So in the UK, we've been in uh, lockdown, or as a, a great trainer friend of mine likes to say, um, we've been grounded by the government um, for a few weeks, and it's been weird, really, really strange. Some things have been quite nice. I get to spend a lot more time at home with my dogs as I'm not doing any face-to-face training or any exclusive dog services through Great Paws at the moment. However, my dogs and nearly every dog I've ever met absolutely love routine. And this situation has just thrown their routine out the window. Now, there's some pros and cons of that and everyone's handling it a little bit different. But what I wanted to talk about on this particular podcast was trying to project forward and trying to think ahead of when we finally get through the other side of this this crisis and what it means for us and our pooches. Because pooches are really adaptable, so they will be learning the new routines over the past few days and few weeks and they will continue to do so as we move forward over the next few months. However, it will change again and that's a thing that we've got to be really, really mindful of. So when we look at our routines, just try and think about what your day looks like. If you are working from home, what does that little morning routine look like? What does your kind of 
working day routine look like, where you sat, where you're located, where's pooches. Um, if you are uh, kind of furloughed or, or, or even, heaven forbid, kind of one of those who are out of work at the moment as a result of this, again, I would actively encourage people to try and live life a little bit like they have their normal routine in place. Now, why I say that is because Pooch will be getting so used to being around. What we don't want is a situation in a few months' time when things start to return to normal that Pooch has gone from Pooch Mum or Pooch Dad being around 24-7 to all of a sudden out the house again for several hours at a time. Now, this is difficult, guys. I'm not trying to make out that it's not because some of the guidance that we have at the moment advises we can only go out and exercise for an hour a day at the moment here in the UK. And if you have a dog, we are encouraged to take our dog out and use that exercise time also as dog walking time. So again, we're not really having any separation or any distancing from our pooch, which again, initially is quite novel and it's quite lovely to have so much time with with our four-legged friends. However, again, just from setting those routine examples for them, it's a little bit misleading because eventually that's going to change again and Pooch is going to get quite comfortable having us around all the time. So, for example, for me, I'm um, obviously working from home, doing a lot of online elements at the moment. So when I'm doing that, I'm almost acting like I'm going out to work. So I kind of rattle the car keys after I've got dressed and had breakfast. Poochers go in the downstairs part of the house where they normally are when I'm out the house. And I go upstairs into the office and start to work. And we have that separation. I'll even have times where I'm going out for walks and not taking them with me. Now, don't worry, guys, my dogs aren't suffering as a result of this. They're getting lots of other exercise and stimulation, which we'll come on to very shortly. However, again, it's just helping them understand that on those rare occasions that I am allowed out the house at the moment, it isn't an indication that they're immediately or always going to come with me. So again, trying to project forward of when things do return to normal, I haven't set that precedent over the past few weeks and months of every time the front door goes, you're coming with me, Mr. Pooch. It's not like that and it won't be like that moving forward. So I'm trying my level best to try and just inject as much normality to the Pooch's routine as possible. So one thing for you to think about, guys, if you are at home at the moment, um, if you are, like, say, furloughed or working from home or, like, say, heaven forbid, kind of out of work at the moment and, and just got more time in the house with your pooch, still try and inject as much routine as possible as if you were going to work or as if you were doing what you were doing prior to this whole COVID-19 situation taking place. Even if you are just going to lock yourself in the living room and watch some TV series online, Again, just have some separation. So even if it's just for an episode or two, again, it just helps Pooch understand that just because you're home doesn't mean that you're going to be there on your lap or next to you or by your side 24-7. Fab. So guys, after routine, a really good thing to also think about is the family. Because again, one of the biggest shakeups is obviously everybody kind of being under the same roof at the same time. Now, a lot of family households and a lot of dynamics don't usually work this way between work, school, caring, all the other things that people do in day-to-day life. It is quite rare that all the members of the family are under the same roof at the same time. So again, it's a really good thing to get into the habit of, of just trying to ensure that when all the family are together, that you're interacting with Pooch in a nice way. So what I mean by that is if you've got kids, for example, then why not get kids to set up a little bit of a 
mini free work course or Temptation Alley or a little bit of a safe but low impact agility course in the back garden to work with Pooch on. So get them involved in the playing and in the training with Pooch and again make it a family experience because it's a lovely way to spend time together. As opposed to only one or two of you in the family always doing that time with Pooch, it can bring everybody in and help with that bonding overall. But again, when you do have family time together, make sure that it's fitting in with that kind of standard routine that you would normally do. So almost think of it a little bit like a weekend. It's not normal in terms of it's not how we spend every day, but there are things that we usually do on a weekend or on our days off where we do inject a little bit more fun into our lives than we normally would in that Monday, Friday grind or whatever working pattern that you may have. Another really cool thing to do if you do have kids is get them involved in other elements of kind of life with Pooch. So teaching them about kind of feeding, teaching them about training, get them to do little progress charts and kind of gold sticker boards for Pooch when they're doing a good job. Um, And there's lots of fun and interactive ways that you can get the little ones involved in training and spending time with Pooch that doesn't always have to be that high energy rough and tumble. It can actually be good learning and creative time for both Pooch and for the kids. So another really good thing guys during this time with Pooch is those mental enrichment type games. Now because a lot of us are unable to potentially walk Pooch as much as we normally would that isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it's a great way to kickstart a lot of enrichment and a lot of mental games that we can play with our dogs that give them just as good a workout mentally and physically as well, depending on the type that you're playing. Now, I recently did a video on some of the enrichment toys provided by the Kong company, but don't worry, guys, you don't have to go out and spend a small fortune on toys. There's lots of things you can do at home which cost very little money. So things like cardboard boxes, cardboard tubes from kind of loo rolls and kitchen rolls, um, old kitchen towels or old um, kind of rags and cloths that are nice and clean are really good ways to scrunch up, roll up, hide treats in, fold ends over, stick them all in boxes with lots of other toys and treats on piled on top of them so that Pooch's got to work and troubleshoot how to get the treats out of the rolled up kitchen towel or the scrunched up kitchen towel that you've stuffed into a cardboard tube and then hidden in a box with loads of toys. Now there's lots and lots of great ways that you can bring enrichment into your dog's life and there's some fab advice online and there's some fab Facebook groups as well guys around ways that you can do lots of cheap or low cost effective brain training games with your pooch. Lastly, guys, is always going to be one of my favourites, and it's training. Of course, if we've got this extra time with our dogs, um, um, for me, um, I obviously kind of travel quite a lot with with my kind of Great Paws job, um, so I'm driving a lot of the time. So because I've had that kind of stripped out of my working day, I'm not having to leave the house any earlier and arrive home any later, which is fab, which means all that time I would usually be commuting or travelling to clients, I can now spend with my dogs and do a little bit more training. So it's a really, really nice time to use those extra 10, 15, 20, 60 minutes that you have in your day that you wouldn't normally have to work on some of those things that you've always wanted to work on. Now, trust me, I know we all start with the best intentions and again, being home a little bit more currently, um, 
<laughs> funny enough, the same trainer friend of mine was on about kind of cleaning house or doing all the admin that we need to do and effectively procrastinating and not really doing it. Well, if you want another task to procrastinate on the reason why you shouldn't be painting those walls or doing the ironing, then dog training is definitely one of the best ones to do. It's fun, it's engaging, and it's a lovely way to spend some of that focused time with Pooch before you have some downtime and some separation time from each other while you then go and watch a TV series or do the ironing or whatever it is that we've got to do. So yeah, use those extra minutes in your day, guys, to do that training. Get working on some of those new skills that you might want to learn there is lots of fab trainers around the uk currently giving out lots of free courses free advice um i myself have some courses coming out very very soon which are all geared towards just giving you some more information and giving you some fun things to do whilst you've got this extra time with pooch in the house to keep you engaged, to keep Pooch energised and focused, doing lots of activities and just generally making the most of what is, let's be honest, a pretty crappy situation. So guys, that's it for episode two. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you are, please do like, rate, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And like I say, if you want more information on those infographics, head on over to the Great Pause Facebook or Instagram page. Give it a like or a follow and you'll see the information there. I will see you again very soon for episode number three. Oh, and just before I go, I do have some fab exciting news. Um, I mentioned in the trailer about hopefully trying to get some amazing professionals to join us on this podcast. And I've been blown away by some of the people who've already said yes to joining us. Um, that list is currently up to five. Five amazing, unbelievable dog professionals, um, which I can't wait to chat to and can't wait to get those episodes recorded. So, like I say, like, rate, subscribe, stick around, and I will see you very soon for episode number three. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye. Goodbye.